Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Fung, and today we're speaking with Morgan Ingram. Morgan's the host of the SDR Chronicles and the Director of Sales Execution and Evolution at JB Sales. Morgan, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Uh, a mutual friend introduced us and had a chance to, to get to know a little bit about your story. Uh, thank you for being willing to share it with uh, our audience today. Absolutely, man. Uh, so to set, set the stage, uh, again, because most of our audience may not have met you yet, uh, where are you calling in from? Where'd you grow up and where'd you go to school? So I'm calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised there. And I went to the University of Georgia, graduated in sports business, sports management, and also in finance. So that's my background and that's where I'm coming from. I love it. Business, sports management, and finance. Man, your plate was full. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot going on. Plus, we have the most bars per capita. So, you know, I might indulge in another degree, which is basically all we do is go out and drink because <laughs> like, Athens is crazy. So uh, that would be the third degree that I got there. And but but yeah, no, it was an exciting time. And, you know, definitely learned a lot during that time. Yeah, in everybody, everyone tells me I need to spend more time in, in Atlanta and Georgia. And I did not. I've never heard that fact. I am adding this to my bucket list to spend more time there. That is a good reason to get down there. Athens, Georgia, it's crazy. You can get, I mean, we went out every day and you pretty much didn't have an excuse because we would have like penny beers. We'd have like dollar shots. Like it was, <laughs> it was, in, it was insane. Like I can't even go back there now because I just feel like I would just lose my mind. So yeah, we, we only go back once a year to go to a home game. So that's kind of where we got there. Oh, that's so good. Now, I know we're going to tell a little bit about your story, uh, but again, we've we kind of heard where you started. Let's kind of catch up where you are right now. Uh, I know this isn't a show about pitching, but uh, the Jay Barrow sales program is so awesome. Maybe you could start off with a bit of an elevator pitch. What do you guys do? You know, what's the offer? Yeah, I mean, no, no real, real, real pitch here. I mean, all we really do at the day is that we focus on prospecting and bomb the funnel skills. And within that, we make sure that it's modern sales best practices and real world info. So we just see such we just see ourselves as sales trainers who happen to be sales reps. Oh, sales reps who happen to be sales trainers at the end of the day. So that's really where we come from. I love it. Now you spoke a little bit about having a full plate, you know, during college, and I know we spoke a little bit about uh, was the phrase you used tasting, uh, tasting. A, a number of experiences. Yeah, um, maybe you could share a bit about some of the things that kept you busy during school because it's such an interesting mix. Yeah. So the concept of tasting comes from when people are like, oh, like, what kind of foods do you like? And the only way that you can like foods is if you eat them, right? If someone comes up to you and said, yeah, I don't like sushi and they never tried sushi, you're going to look at them pretty crazy. So the whole <laughs> thing here is that you have to try out, new, try out things to see what works. So when I was in college, I did a sports internship at most people don't know this georgia Gwinnett college i was <laughs> this is funny i haven't really i've never talked about this before so i was the scorekeeper for the baseball and softball team and i also did the analytics because i wanted to see do i like the analytics Ooh. and sports management and i did not like it i loathed it and it was <laughs> not fun and then i also did some other stuff i did some equipment management. I just tried out everything because I was like, I don't really know if I'm going to like this or not. And I also did 
some ticket sales as well at the University of Georgia. I wasn't a big fan of that. I also was the head of sponsorships at a creative music agency. So we helped them with their bookings and we helped them with their brand. That was cool, but I didn't like the music. I didn't like the how the music scene was because you had to stay out late and it was just really long hours and the pay obviously in the long run wasn't as great. And also as well, I did director of sponsorships and sales at a company called Professional Association, a professional the Association of Sports. And so we did a lot of stuff there and we had a lot of events and I did a lot of sponsorships. And then also I started my own company in college with events related to gaming. And so I was a person that was, and I did a lot more stuff too, but I was always on the move. I was always doing something. And that's how people knew me was just, I was always doing something because I just felt like, why not? Like there's so much time in college to learn different things. And you're paying for college for the most part, or you have a scholarship, you might as well use all the advantages there and leverage all that time to figure out what you really want to do. And that's why I came out of college with a lot more clarity than most because I was just trying out a lot of different stuff. I completely agree. And especially taking the time to try founding your own thing. I founded my first company uh, during college as well. And, you know, I completely empathize with the, the challenge, but also the amount of insight it can give you. So to so love that journey. And man, that was a lot on your plate. Yeah, but but I but I like it. Joseph, I, I like I like it. Like I don't like not doing something. And I've always wondered what that was. And I always do a lot of research and things of that nature. So my girlfriend sent me to this a couple of weeks ago. It was an anagram. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken this test? No, I haven't. All right. You need to take this test. Come out of this. So it's anagram. It's like E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, anagram test. And what it does is it breaks down yourself into nine different types. So my type is type three, which is the performer. And essentially the strengths that we have is we value work. We value our image more than anything else. So I was just so hyper-focused on having a certain image of being a workaholic. And that conflicted a lot with my emotions towards my relationships and et cetera. And I've, I've been able to focus more on that and I'm better at my relationships. I'm better at understanding myself outside of just the image that I have of from a professional standpoint. But the reason I was going so hard in college is because I knew that if I didn't work hard, that image would falter because I felt like everything was based on your professionalism. So that had a lot to do with why I worked so hard as well. That's awesome. Uh, I looked it up. I bookmarked it. I am going to finish that right after we finish our interviews. Do it. It's testing it. It is, it is mind blowing and I'll send you something else as well. It breaks up into the different levels once you understand your type of who you are. So you'll see like if you're unhealthy, if you're average or you're a healthy type three, type four, type five. And it's helped me and my friends understand how we need to navigate conversations with each other. It's very fascinating. So that's probably one of the reasons why I was tasting so much because I had to figure out like what I want to do for myself. Nice. So you, you had the chance to, to taste all these different careers and directions. Love that you found out that you didn't love uh, analytics as much. That's always good to find a good negative. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and scorekeeping, I guess that wasn't for me. <laughs> so you clearly didn't get into scorekeeping right out of college. Uh, you mentioned getting more into speaking. Can you share a bit about what that decision was like, what that was like? So this is a funny one. So I was at Georgia Gwinnett College and one of the classes I had to take was public speaking. I'm not a big fan of school. 
I'm very ADD and I'm not great at paying attention when I think the topic is boring. So I just wasn't that great at school because I'm a hands-on person. I have to be doing it. Otherwise, I'm just like, whatever. I go in like daydream mode. That's just how I am. And so when it comes to public speaking, I naturally was really great at it. And my public speaking teacher told me that. I got an A on every single project, but I never studied. I never prepared. I came up with the stuff before the night and I just naturally just leaned on that gift of speaking. And it's super funny now because my teacher said, Hey, look, if you could ever take this seriously, this could be something that can impact a lot of people and you can make a career off of. And so hmm. I neglected it because I wanted to go into being a sports agent. And after I graduated college, I realized that that was something that I needed to do because when I mentioned the sports company or the not the sports company, the college gaming company that I created, it was successful from a college standpoint, from a CEO college kid Mm -hmm. that I got put in the newspaper. And then when I got put in the newspaper, an organization reached out to me because they wanted me to come speak to their students. And I didn't really want to do that because, again, I didn't really care about public speaking at the time. I just wanted to be behind the scenes, which is funny because now like <laughs> I post content, I have videos and stuff like that. So definitely behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 It's just funny <laughs> now. So I went out there and I did the speech for like 15, 20 people. And Joseph, it was life changing. Like people came oh, up to wow. me and were like, were like, this is what we needed to hear. I'm not going to take action on what I'm going to do. I like, I wanted to hear someone from like, from you, like, right. And so I, I took that moment and realized maybe this is something that I was called to do. Maybe this is God's gift, right? So I took it more seriously. I started doing more speaking and I realized that my words had impact. And that's when I got into public speaking. And that's when I started to take it seriously and study the craft. So you did public speaking right out of school, um, but you eventually ended up at Terminus. Can you share a bit around the decision making? What got you into sales? How did that happen? Yeah, so I was studying a lot of public speakers on YouTube. That's how I started it. Mm. So I would go on YouTube. I would study people, how they spoke, um, how they would navigate on stage. And that's what I did. I studied it like to a very sickening degree. Uh, I really like tried to nail it down. And I noticed that a lot of the speakers were in sales. And I realized, well, if I can get good at public speaking, then I naturally should be able to go into sales. And I also made the decision that if I can do this and it's super hard to learn how to sell from what people told me, then I should be able to navigate any conversations I have moving forward, right? So that mm-hmm. was the conscious decision that I made. And then obviously, as I got into it, I learned all the ins and outs and realized that I liked prospecting, et cetera. But that was a decision I made. And also, I wasn't making a lot of money as a public speaker. So I realized that sales could make you a lot of money. And that was also the reason that I got into it. Hmm. So what was that like? I mean, you've had the chance to sample everything. You've had a chance to to kind of experiment with your own career. What was the biggest surprise getting into sales? That it's not a just it's not about being hype. It's not about being loud. It's not about being extroverted. Mm. Can, you, can you unbox that a little bit? I mean, we often think it's about building that relationship, building that rapport, having gregarious conversations. 
but it sounds like you have a different opinion. Can you can you unbox that? Completely different. I've I've realized that some of the best salespeople out there are introverts because mm. they listen better. Also, there's a stat out there: women are better sales reps than males. I don't know where the exact stat is. We could probably find it. But normally, the high performers in organization, sales organizations are women because they're better listeners. They're more intentional. And so I didn't know that going into it. But the more that I've studied, I realized that the best sales reps, they listen and they ask great questions. And I didn't do a great job of that in the beginning. A lot of that was just, yo, I'm hype. I got a lot of energy. I'm extroverted. Like, why would you not just buy, right? <laughs> why would you not just take this meeting with me, right? Like, I'm a very personal person, right? But that's not the case. Like, you're not really listening and people want to be heard. And so that was the biggest mindset shift for me because my perception of sales was different because of the movies and the people I interact with. I thought it was just about energy and I was completely mistaken. I love the way you characterized it. Listening first, we we speak to our... Uh our network, our students, a lot about empathy and empathizing with the buyer and, and your comments about listening listening are such a great compliment to that. So thank you for highlighting that. Absolutely. Now, you've had quite the, the kind of great journey. We spoke a bit about how you got into sales. I mean, you're now you know, hosting videos, speaking, uh, working at a sales training firm um, without digging into all the steps, because I know I promised we wouldn't take a huge amount of your time. Maybe you could pick out a highlight or two for us. What successes are you most proud of so far? I want to talk about first, you said, how how did all this happen? Mm-hmm. So Gary Vaynerchuk, you, are you familiar with him? Yeah, yeah. Fan, don't like him? Like, what's your stance on him with him? Uh, I think he dropped some interesting insights. I don't agree with a lot of what he shares, but the one thing I got to hand it to him, he knows how to build an audience and engage with them. And that uh, that's something that I aspire to emulate. So that's what stuck out to me. I watched his, I, someone sent me a video of him, right? Mm-hmm. It was all for a reason. So someone sent me a video and I was like, yo, this dude's way too out of here. I thought he was on drugs. I was like, why'd y'all send me this guy? <laughs> like, I was like, dude, I can't. Like, first video, I couldn't handle him. Then my ex-girlfriend sent me another one. She was like, here's, like, it was separate, obviously, ex-girlfriend opinion, a girlfriend at the time. She was like, hey, look, like, you should check this guy out. He's similar to you. And, there, and that video she sent me was in direct alignment with where I was at at the time. And Interesting. I watched 30 videos straight after that. And one thing he was saying over and over again as I was watching him, I realized that he was at, he was at the point where he was doing his Ask Your V show. And a lot of people were asking him, like, how do I be a speaker? Like, how do I get all the audience? And he was like, yo, you have to document your journey. And so I took that to heart. I met him in person and everything. Not one-to-one, but like at a conference. And mm. he said – Hey, look, you're 23. I was 23, 22 at the time. He was like, you're coming in the sales world where all these people who have influence have experience. He said, you don't have that. So don't say, here's my opinion. Just say, hey, here's what I'm going through and join me on this journey. And so how I've been able to see success, accolades, recognition, whatever you 
are looking at is because all I've done is just document my journey, whether that's great, whether it's bad, whether it's a failure that I've had. I've never posted something that I haven't done or I haven't experienced. And so the key thing is I'm documenting everything that I'm doing to show people the journey that I've been on, that it's possible for you to go on that same journey as well. And you don't have to come off as like a guru or a know-it-all. And some people may perceive it that way, but at the end of the day, you know your true intentions on why you create the content. And so what I'm the most proud of is one, being able to have a brand that others that I respect in the industry, such as John Barrows, who put me on his team, such as Kevin Dorsey, who's my mentor, that have a lot of experience that they can, we can have conversations as we are friends and it's and it's a like a good mentor mentee relationships. And also what I'm really most proud of is two years in a row winning LinkedIn top sales voice 2018 and 2019. And that's purely selected by LinkedIn and their and their peers. And so just shows how much investment you can put into yourself and how much that can grow when you stay true to the journey. And so that's what I'm most proud of. And that's really the steps that I've taken to get to where I'm at. I, I love the way you characterize that. And thank you so much for sharing some of that journey with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, if people want to follow that journey, you know, they want to tap into what you're, you're journaling. Uh, what's the best place for them to do that? Is that LinkedIn somewhere else? How can they stay in touch? LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a great way to, to see where I've, come so far, but the best place to go to is the SCR Chronicles looking at that first video. I mean, I created that video as crazy as it looks, the production's terrible, but to show people that this is all a journey. Like if you go look at the first video till now, you see that production has increased. I have a different camera. I have a different lighting. I'm more crisp to the point. I'm not all over the place like I first started, but I did that to show people the progression. So you can always go look at that first video. If you're struggling to figure out how do I get myself out there, you don't start off an all-star. You start off as a beginner and there's a great documentary that most people are probably watching right now, Last Dance by, by Michael Jordan. I think it's a fantastic documentary because it shows people that Michael Jordan didn't win every single time he went in the playoffs. Like he got beat up by the Pistons. He got swept in, in rounds before he even got to the greatness that he's at today. Right. But he had to go through those obstacles. And I think it's just to show people what you can do and how to maximize your time. These are fantastic. I'm going to make sure we include a link, not just to you on LinkedIn, but the SDR Chronicles, you know, in the description. Um, do you mind if we fire off a couple of rapid fire questions before we let you go? Do you have a couple Let's minutes for that? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So first off, technology. What's what's your favorite sales tool? My favorite sales tool right now is Drift Video because Ooh. a lot of people are sitting at home right now, and this is a great way to interact with them via video. And the cool thing about Drift Video is that when someone watches the video, you can chat with them live as they watch it. So that's one of my favorite tools right now. Nice. And uh, movies. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Avatar. <laughs> and uh, nice. the, reason, the reason I love the movie is I went to go see it like just like five times because of the 4D and the 3D. And I'm a huge person on visuals. I'm a visual person. And also, I just love the story. Remind, it is based on Pocahontas. And it's mm -hmm. based on social demographics and diversity and like racism, all that stuff. And it's stuff that I'm fascinated in. I wrote a paper on it. So it's one of my favorite movies. And I'm excited when they drop Avatar 2. Uh, I love it. You kind of single-handedly ensured they hit those box office, rec box office records. Yeah, uh, exactly. And Inception <laughs> too. Inception's right there. Like, like those two movies are like my top. Oh, that's great. Okay. 
this is, I'm really interested in your answer on this one because of your comment on tasting and sampling. When you were a kid, what did you want to grow up to be? <laughs> so when I, when I, when I was, when I was growing up, I, this one's a, this was a classic answer that a lot of people have, but I wanted to be an astronaut. I just thought it'd be just super cool just to float around in space and put on the space gear. I was really big into NASA and like even today I like NASA socks, Na- NASA like hoodie, NASA hat. I just was really big into NASA. I always been an astronaut, but then I realized that I'm terrible at science and it never was going to happen. Uh you know, I got to confess, me too. When I was a kid, I wanted to grow up to be an astronaut and I've been running these interviews and you're actually the first person we chatted with who said they wanted to be an astronaut. I secretly think everyone I've interviewed so far has just been lying. Uh, so thank you for, for sharing. Because me too, me too. Yeah, it would be an elaborate answer. Like now that you've had to think about it, like, no, I wanted to be an astronaut. I was I was a kid who wanted to go to NASA. Like we went to space camp. Like I was excited. Oh, man. We'll, we'll, we'll swap space story soon. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. This was incredible. I absolutely love this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. These are great questions. And I hope everyone can take some nuggets here and hopefully inspires you on your journey as we all continue to move here. Absolutely. Looking forward to chatting again soon. Thanks, Morgan. All right. Appreciate it.